1: All right, take your Bible, go to 2 Peter chapter 1 this morning. I want to talk a little bit this morning about uh, operating in the kingdom of God. We all by now know that you've been born into the kingdom of God. You're a citizen in the kingdom of God. I want to make living and operating into it as simple as I can for you. Sometimes, how many of you know that Christianity gets sort of foggy? You got all these different things you're supposed to do and not do and this and that and I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to be doing that i supposed to be I just want to simplify the way to live the kingdom life and live in victory in a simple form so that if you just do the simple part then you can branch out and do some of the other things after you do the simple part does that sound all right? Yeah. oh good because I'm going to do it anyway so you might as well say <laughs> yes amen praise God thank you all right 2nd Peter chapter 1 look at verse 20 Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God, spake as they were moved on by who? The Holy Ghost. Now he's talking about basically in the the old times, basically the prophets spoke in the Old Testament. And they spoke certain things at that time. And they spoke because the Spirit of God spoke through them and basically spoke things out there to give revelation to people who did not know it because they were prophets and they knew things that other people didn't. Can you follow me? Now, in the New Testament, how many of you know that you're born again? You have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, so there is actually, even though you're not a prophet, there is a prophetic spirit on the inside of you that will actually talk to you and it will tell you things, praise God, that you don't know in the natural and will line you up basically with the kingdom of God and God's will for your life. So the prophetics there, but here's talking about Old Testament prophets who basically back then spoke and they spoke because basically they were, were moved on by the Holy Ghost, say the Holy Ghost. Okay, go to Isaiah chapter 59. We talked a little bit last week about the gospel of salvation, which is basically you were taught that you got born again, and after you got born again, you were going to heaven, but we weren't explained much in between there, or what else to do, we determined there's a gospel that expands on that, just not going to heaven, but there's other things that you need to know, and other things that happen to you from the time that you got born again. Isaiah chapter 59, look at verse 20, it says, and the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression, in Jacob saith the Lord. Now who's the Redeemer? Jesus, Jesus isn't it? verse 21 as for me this is my covenant with them says the Lord my spirit that is upon me and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth nor out of the mouth of thy seed nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed saith the Lord from henceforth and forever now this is God speaking say this is God speaking God speaks. He speaks through Isaiah, and God basically says, "This is my covenant with you." In other words, the new covenant. This is the new covenant. This is what we're going to do. Notice He doesn't mention anything about going to heaven. He mentions that His Spirit will be upon you, and His words will be put in your mouth, and they shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, or thy seed's seed. How many of you know that sounds like generational? Maybe yeah. you know we always think about generational curses. How about generational blessings? You know, we always want to look on the bad thing, but there's generational blessings. I mean, if you talk the word of God in your family, pretty soon your kids are naturally going to talk the word of God in your family because whatever you do, basically they do, hallelujah, and then hopefully their kids and their grandkids and their great-grandkids and their great 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 grandkids will do it. And by that time, we'll be moving into a deeper realm. But he says, this is my covenant, two things. First of all, I'm going to put my spirit upon you, and I'm going to put my word where? In your mouth. Say, in my mouth. In my mouth. No, so he's going to put it in your mouth. Now, why is that so important? Living in the kingdom of God, that number one, you know, He has the Spirit of God because everything God does, how many know it's by the Spirit? So, the revelation of the Spirit of God is basically as you study the Old Testament and even what Jesus did, most of what Jesus did, He talked basically about the Spirit of God coming. He didn't talk about dying. He didn't talk about going to heaven. He didn't really even talk about the new birth. But he talked about there's a day coming when the spirit of God is going to come in once again and live on the inside of human beings. And the Old Testament prophets were anointed by the Holy Ghost to speak that out. Why? So people would actually believe that it was coming, and then know what happened when it came. How I many? It's always good to know what happened when what's happening when something happens. The church lives so far in the past sometimes and without the anointing of God that basically when things happen it shocks us when it shouldn't shock us because if we've been in the word and been with God we knew it was coming anyway come on now and everybody starts falling apart and everybody gets all fragile and everybody starts freaking out and everybody it shouldn't be that way praise God because the spirit of God's on the inside of you and the word of God needs to be in your mouth say in my mouth say the word of God needs to be be. in my mouth mouth. all right go to Amos chapter 3 God says, I got a covenant. He says, as for me, in other words, it's your choice. He's already made a decision. He's not going to change the way it operates. He's not going to change the work. God says, this is the way I do things. If you want to do things, get involved. If you don't, then don't get involved. and You won't have to worry about it because it won't work for you anyway, basically. Praise God. So he talks about the word of God in your mouth, and he talks about the spirit of God. Amos chapter 3, look at verse 7. It says, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants the prophets now you've heard this scripture before i'm sure and you've saw it and you've heard it taught on but notice this is your basic groundwork for your life as a kingdom person what is it how does god operate well surely god can't do anything or won't do anything in your life or anybody else's life unless he reveals it to his servant the prophets in other words a word that's not revealed will never come to pass So in the Old Testament, there were prophets. What did they do? They got the word of the Lord and they prophesied. The Redeemer's coming. The Savior's coming. The Spirit of God's coming. Why did they prophesy all that stuff? Basically, so the people who were not in the prophetic vein heard it and believed it. I notice, prophets prophesy it. People believe it. That's it. They prophesy it. What do you do? You believe it. Praise God. And if you believe it, notice, God will be able to do it. Are you following me? So what happens? What happens when a a prophet gets a word? The first thing he's got to do is talk. Can't help it. Got to spit that thing out there, pray. Got to shout it out there. And I I want you to know what it says here. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals it, his secret, to his servants, the prophets. Say prophets. Prophets. This is why you in your life cannot follow one prophet. You need to follow other prophets to make sure the prophets are saying the same thing, rather than one prophet that you grab to that's not in line with the other prophets. Did you get that? See, that's why it is. That's why I check a bunch of different ones. I look at this one, I look at that, and some I don't even know. I just pull one up, see what, see what everybody's saying. Why? Because I want to know what word God is giving the prophets at this time. Because if I can believe the word that they're giving by the prophets, I can let God do in my life what they're propheting to me, praise God, and it'll take pass in my life, and there'll be a manifestation of that word that came forth, where? Out of their mouth. Are you following me? So this is the way it worked in the Old Testament. The prophets came and they prophesied, and they prophesied, and people heard the prophecy, and they could either believe it or not. I mean, after the Israelites got taken out of Egypt, God came to them, and watch what He says. I have given you the land. He didn't say, I might give I might give you the land. Well, if I feel like it, if you be good boys, I'm going to give you... No, He says, I have given you the land. Now, how many know that was prophetic? I yeah. mean, know God operates in the prophetic a little bit. He's still working on it, but He's doing very well in other places. Yeah, he spoke and he said, I have given you the land. But how many of you know they did not believe the report? So they wandered around in the desert for a long time until the next generation. i got to be honest with you. I can't wait for the next generation. I'm too old. We've got to do it this generation. See, We've got to do this now. We can't wait and say, well, we had a semi-revelation oven. God almost got it over. But the next generation is going to be powerful. I'm, I'm concerned with this generation. I'm concerned with my generation. Yeah. So I want to find out what God has spoken or what He speaks, and I want to believe it, simply believe it. Now here's it. All you have to do is believe it. See, so all I have to do, have to do is, believe it. is believe it. You don't have to figure out That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. how it's done. You don't have to get a map. You don't have to convert somebody else. You don't have to check with this person or that person. All you simply have to do is believe it. Why do you believe it? Because the prophet spoke it. Well, how's it going to happen? I've got no earthly idea. When's it going to happen? Still no earthly idea. And matter of fact, it's not my problem anyway because I'm not a prophet. Well, what if it happens and it doesn't come to pass? That doesn't happen. See, if God speaks something, our job, if you're not a prophet, is simply to believe what was there. A prophet's job to hear. How many know that's a greater responsibility? Because you are controlling the rest of the people in what they believe and what direction they're going and what they're believing. So you've got you've to know that you've heard from God before you go shooting things out there, okay? So basically, this is a system. What is it? It's very simple. Prophets in the Old Testament, the Redeemer is coming. People said the Redeemer is coming. He's coming. When's he coming? I don't know, but he's coming. Is he going to come in our lifetime? I don't know, but he's coming. What's he going to be like? I don't know. Where's he coming from? I don't know, but I know he's coming. They simply believed the prophetic and the old, and basically it helped them then understand what was going on and even when it came. Take, for instance, well, I'll show you that. Go to Joel chapter 2. People say, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is going on. What are you got to do? I'm going to believe God." What are you going to do? This is going on. That's going on. What are you going to do? Oh, how are we going to do that? Well, I'm just going to believe God. I'd rather have him have the problem than me. I can certainly come up with enough of my own. All right, Joel chapter two, verse twenty-seven. Joel's prophesied, he said, you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord thy God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days I will pour out my what? Now how many know this was prophetic? The anointing came upon him, and all at once he said, hey, The Lord's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. It's coming. There's going to be a pouring out of the Spirit. Now, if you were there, you had two choices. You could either believe that, or you didn't have to believe that. But if you believe that, basically, you got in line with what God was doing and actually started seeing it happen before it happened. Let me give you an example. Pentecost Day comes. How many know that was the the fulfilling of this prophecy? So Pentecost Day comes. The Spirit of God's poured out on all flesh, and there's only one person in the room that understands what's going on. The rest of them are saying, these people are drunk. They're drunk. They're acting drunk. They're looking drunk. They smell drunk. They are. These people are nothing but drunk. And the headline said, Church of the St. Peter are a bunch of drunks, and they can't do anything right. And, but Peter knew. See, Peter had the prophecy, and Peter believed the prophecy. What, don't worry about people looking drunk. This is what this is. The prophet Joel simply proclaimed, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And since I know that prophecy and believe that prophecy, it's not shocking me that people are acting like this. Matter of fact, I expected people to act like this. Why? Because I heard the prophecy. I heard the word spoken. I believed the word. And that enabled God to do. Yep, yep. Come on. Enabled God to do. An angel brings the word of God to Mary. Says, you're going to have a baby. Come on now. What? You're going to have a baby. But I don't know no man. That's all right. Holy Ghost is going to do it. Oh, uh, let's see. How's that gonna work? She had to be thinking. Me and the Holy Ghost gonna have to get together somehow, and you're gonna have to have a baby, and I don't really know how this is gonna work. And you know, once the thoughts start coming, Joseph probably not gonna appreciate this. My parents certainly aren't gonna be happy with this. Come on, and then you gotta go proclaim that word to agree with that word to line up with that word. And I mean that had to be a tough day. Oh, My God, I'm glad I wasn't there then. She goes to Joseph, Hi, sweetie. You know, we're getting married pretty soon, but I just want you to know before we do, I'm pregnant. And I'm sure he said, praise God. No. What did he say? Who have you been with? Come on now. We're in the natural here. And the parents the same way. But what happened? She had got a prophetic word and she grabbed a hold of that word and she simply said, let it be unto me according to that word. So whatever word you can pull out of the Bible that's a prophetic word that applies to you, you simply say, let it be unto me. According to thy word. Yes. Well, how's that going to happen? I don't care how it's going to happen. I'm simply believing. How are you going to have a ministry? I don't know. How are you going to get a church building? I don't have any idea, but God told me that I'm going to have a church building. When I was sitting across here at the old Long John Silver's. Bow your head just for a second. As I was looking over, we had no place to go. We were in the best Western or worst Western or whatever it was up there. It wasn't really that good holding church on Sundays because we had no place to go. And I was sitting over there just eating some... Good solid grease, praise God. <laughs> and God spoke. And he said, that's your building right across the street there. And I said, mm-hmm, sure. Give me another fish sandwich, praise God. Something's going <laughs> on my brain. Oh, he said, d- d-, and I mean, it was alive on the inside of me. It's like God was in there. And he said, that's your building. And I, I said, that's it. You know, so I made a couple calls. I said, that's our building. We've got to buy that building. Asked what it, what it was going to cost. <laughs> Let's see, will $1,200 buy that in cash, you think, or not? No, but I knew on the inside of me, there was a word that God had given me that was a prophetic word of something coming, and I just couldn't get it out of there. I tried to get it out of there, trust me. Did everything, I, I put on a piece of paper, the good things that could happen here, and the bad things that could happen here. Let's see, all my money, my house, my kids, my wife, and me left. That wouldn't be good. But there was a word that was given that I had to believe. In order for it to work in my life, I had to believe the word, praise God. So in the Old Testament, there's a lot of prophecies basically about the Spirit of God coming, the Spirit of God coming, the Spirit of God coming. What was that? To prepare people for when it came. And then Jesus Christ came. And what did Jesus say? I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another spirit, another comforter. What was he doing? He was preparing the hearts of the people with the word. See, so they would start to see the Spirit of God and start to want to work with the Spirit of God, even though the Spirit of God was not available to them at that time, but the prophetic word had already gone out. And then he says, uh, let me tell you another thing. Soon, out of your belly. Uh-huh. Well, that can't be, Lord, everything we get's out of heaven. <laughs> we're going to heaven. That's where it's all at. Up there. As soon as we die, we're going to heaven. No, out of your belly shall flow a river Amen. of living water. Yeah. Now, well, the first time I read that, I thought, that's a good prophecy. You know, I'd like to have the Spirit of God, flow out of the inside of me and touch other people. So I don't know who else that's to, but I know it's to me. So out of my belly gonna flow the rivers of living water. Why? It was prophesied that way. The word of God is in stone. God doesn't prophesy then take it back. He doesn't say, this is what I'm going to do. Then he says, well, I ain't going to work with those people. I'm just going to take it back anyway. Once that word is spoken into the atmosphere, the devil can't get it out of the atmosphere. It's floating around waiting to be believed by somebody who can lock into that word. And then that allows the spirit of God in your life to perform or demonstrate that in your life. So that word's being spoke out of there. And how many know this book is full of words? (laughs) Full of promises, full of things that are there. Everybody's trying to get them. You don't get them. You've already got them because it's already been proclaimed to you. It's already set in concrete, and that belongs to me, praise God, and that's it. So you got the Old Testament prophets who prophesied in that day, and now at once God makes an adjustment. Let's see. Where am I here? Not even close where I'm going. But All right, go to Matthew 17. People always say, well, "Why didn't? Why don't God do this?" Because you won't believe this. Amen. See, you want to believe it after it happens. Oh, right. How many of you know? That's not the way it works. That's
0: right. That's
1: right. It's proclaimed, you believe, and it takes place. We want it proclaimed, happen, and then we're the biggest faith people in the world. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's like Thomas. You know, I wish they'd have named him something else, but they named him Thomas. See, that's not the way it works. You just got to grab a hold of that word, man, and you just stay on that word. And the pressure is not for you to, that's where you get in trouble. We want to bring it to pass. How about Abraham? You're going to be the father of many nations. Okay, I'm 100, my wife's barren, this ought to work out really good here, praise God. What did he have to do? He had to believe that word. And for a while he believed it for a little bit, but then he thought, maybe I can help God. You know, God sometimes needs help with his promises because he's getting older and, you know, he's probably wearing out. So what does he do? He arranges to have a child by someone that he wasn't prophesied to have a child by. And what did he make? A mess that we still have today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See? All he had to do was say, hey, he said I'm going to be a father of many nations. He could have went to Sarah and say, Sarah, you'll be the mother of many nations. And after she got done laughing, he could have said it again and again and again. But notice, all he had to do was believe yes. the word that was there, and that allows the Spirit of God to bring it to pass in your life, anything in your life that God has promised you. All right, Matthew chapter 17. Look at verse 1. Oh, I got it go back to verse 28. Jesus says, Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom verse 17, or chapter 17, verse 1. And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings him up into a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them. His face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was as white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, It is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, And behold, a voice came out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Now, notice this. King, he's talking about the kingdom of God. He's talking about our time when we're in the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God has been returned with Jesus, when you can enter the kingdom of God. And he's sitting there with Moses. He's sitting there with Elias. And what does he do? First of all, I think he goes to Moses and say, "Hey, you know the law. You did a great job with the law. People can do the law, but you put it out there and you curbed them a little bit from what they were going to do." Elias, you're a prophet, and you prophesied a lot of things that have already come to pass because I'm here now. You don't have to prophesy the redeemer's here anymore because I'm here. You don't have to prophesy that the savior's here because I'm here. You don't have to prophesy all these things. Now I want to make a shift in. What what you do? Notice what he says in the last verse. This is my beloved son. What are you supposed to do? Hear him. Hear him. Say hear him. hear him. So now there's a switch. He says there's going to be a switch. Now I don't want you to listen to them that much. I want you to listen to him. I want you to listen to the son of God. I want you to listen to the word of God. Why the word of God? Because the word of God does not predict something in the future for you. It tells you what's already been done in the past. So it's already available. Say it's already available. All right, go to Hebrews chapter 1. Show you another one. Some of you look at me like. All right, Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days. Spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds. Notice, God who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times, spake in times, spake in times past unto the fathers by the, but has in these last days spoken by his, so that's the same thing we just read, ain't it? Not once he's saying, now listen to the Son of God. Listen to what the Word of God has brought you. Listen to the promises that He brought you because all those things now are prophetic and if you hear them and you believe them, the Spirit of God will manifest them in your life. Now, in the New Testament, is healing a promise that's already done? Yes. It is, ain't it? Healing's already provided. It's already there. So how am I going to walk in divine health? I'm simply going to study the prophetic words. He's forgiven all my sins. He's healed all my diseases. He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my destruction. That's that's a prophetic word. It doesn't matter if Jesus wasn't here. If a person who's a prophet was standing in front of us right now and said, you're healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, Jesus says. If you grab that word and you believe that word, God will be able to do that word. Are you following me? All you need is a promise and know what God said and what his will is. And you can manifest that promise yourself just by simply <laughs> believing the promise. Yes. You don't have to do somersaults, backflips, uh, impress God anyway. The word of God has already been spoken. It's already done. It's prophetic. It's already out there. Your ministry, when God brings you into ministry, he's probably going to show you almost the end result before you step into it. He shows you what's happening. He shows you what's to come. He shows you what's going on. Paul's ministry, how many know he came to him and showed him everything he was going to suffer? That's when I said, no No thanks. <laughs> Come on, I don't want to be shipwrecked. I don't want to be bitten by a snake. I don't want to do any of these things. But notice he had the prophetic word, and the prophetic word that he had was he was going to appear before Caesar. Amen. That's what he said. I believe that. So what happens? He gets shipwrecked. Don't worry, we ain't gonna drown, because I gotta get before Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care how wave I don't care how much water I swallow, I don't care, whatever. I, I gotta get before Caesar. He's throwing stuff on there and a the snake comes out and bites him on the finger. He doesn't cut it open and go, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. No, he already had the prophetic word where he was gone. He was going to be before Caesar. He simply shook it right back into the fire. And the natives, of course, when he got bit,
0: went, (laughs) what
1: were they saying? He's he's a devil. He's going to die for sure. And then two hours later, he didn't die. They went, and what did they say? He's not going to die. He must be a god. He went from being the devil to God in like two hours. Why? Because these people had no prophetic vision. They didn't know a a dog from a cat. They didn't know anything. But Paul already knew what was happening. He was going to appear before Caesar, so try to drown me, kill me, beat me up, stone me, whatever. You ain't going to do nothing until I get before Caesar because that's basically the promise I got. And I'm standing on the word of God, and I ain't going to give up, praise God, until it's all over so That's just why I am, praise God. See, now, when you get like that, sickness and disease will start running from your body. When you get that like that, poverty will start avoiding you at all costs. When you do like that, demonic attacks that's been coming on your life will flee your life anymore. They won't be chasing you down. They will be scared when you walk in the room, praise God. Why is that? Because we've got prophetic promises. We've got them from the prophets we've got them. And now, now let's take it over into now. Now, how many know, there are New Testament prophets out there now. They're not prophesying Jesus is going to come. They're not prophesying the Redeemer is going to redeem you. They're prophesying things that we really don't know according to the Bible sometimes. Are you following me? Like when God said, this is my building, I looked all over and never said anywhere, Tom, this is your building. I had no prophetic word. I just had a prophetic word. Do you see? So basically now you've got prophets who are prophesying things and they're prophesying things. Are prophets important? Very important. But it's very important that you know which word to go with and which word not to go with. Well, you follow me, and once you make that decision, that's it. I've got prophets so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, and so, and they're all saying the same thing. And if that's what they're doing, praise God, I'm backing up right now. I believe that, praise God, in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. Well, how come you believe that because they spoke it? Yes. Well, it don't look like it, they spoke it. Yes. Well, it certainly don't look good, it, they spoke it, praise yes. God. Well, you know what's going on now? I don't care what's going on now, it's spoken, praise God. Yes. 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 And this is where you got to stay away from all the bad news. Yes. See, it's all over the place out there. Bad news, this or that. You cannot turn on and listen to that stuff and watch that stuff and still believe God. Your mind's going to start running around in circles on you, praise God. What do I want to look at? I want to look at the promise, praise God, right here. This is what I want to look at, right here. I want to believe this right here. This is what I'm looking at. What about this? I can't see that. I I can see the promise right now. Come on, because you think things are going to get easier. They're not. And if you're having trouble right now, you're going to have a lot more trouble when things start happening, but God has raised up a group of people that are going to come out of the natural into the supernatural God. They're going to know the word of God like they know the word of God, the prophetic word that has gone forth. This book's going to become alive on the inside of them and plant seeds on the inside of them, and they're going to grow 30, 60, 100-fold in the power of God, in divine health and prosperity in every single area of their life because they're not staying where they're at, praise God. we are not, to to, not going to listen to Brother Brabbermouth anymore, Negative Nelly. I'll tell you, negativity in a Christian is suicide. All you're doing is proclaiming things into the atmosphere that you want the devil to do in your life. can't do that. They'll back you up on that. He can't, they can't do anything without the word, and, and God can't do anything without the word. But when that word's planted on the inside of you, and you get saddled on that word, and you stay there, and nothing's going to move. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you have re and you will not tried it you believe it when, praise god that's what that prophet said said i'm healed praise god that i'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet what about that arm it's all right it'll be fine the more i believe it's going to be a lot better here in a couple weeks i'm telling you that right now praise god it's going to be better just give me a couple weeks on believing it. it'll be right back up here where it belongs praise god hallelujah see you can't go by what you see and what you feel and live in victory in the day and hour we're living it it's just not going to work in your life not going to take place so prophecies have been out there and prophecies are there and this book is full of the word of God praise God for your children for you for everyone else hallelujah stand on that promise my children are taught by the Lord great is their peace and they are mighty upon this earth and what are they doing now well I'll tell you what they're doing right now they're becoming more mighty in the Lord greater peace hallelujah and they're walking in the power of God and changing people's lives well I met them the other day and you know I don't care what they look like praise God God told me and the word of God says here that and it's a battle isn't it it's the good fight of faith. Yes, it is. Everybody wants to have their testimony after it happens. Come on, the testimony is during the whole thing. Because if you got it, you either got it or you ain't got it, and you better make up your mind whether you got it or not, praise God. And you got to stay right there. Is it easy? No. Of course it's not easy. It's a battle, praise God. And you need to find people who will be with you on that stuff. No. Find people who are already out there. Because you can't take an ordinary Christian and put them out there on your promise. They've already got to be out there someplace. They've got to know how the system works. They've got to know how it operates, praise God. And that's very important, glory to God, because in the day and hour we're living, I mean, we might need finances. We might need health. We need power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Most Christians don't even know they got the Holy Ghost, much less can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, for goodness sakes. Well, how am I going to do that? I'm going to find a pro out of my belly shall flow. When the Holy Ghost comes upon me, I received power, praise God. What power? Well, it's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How come you look like that? Because that's why, praise God. How come you act like that? Let me tell you why, because I'm full of the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. That's, well, that's just Pride god all the time christians that's pride no that's not pride it's faith see so we want to believe these things even before they manifest because that's what allows them to manifest in our life and we got prophetic words all over the place in this bible go to 2nd corinthians chapter 4 We're in a daily battle every single day, ever since you were born into the kingdom of God, I'm telling you. And your mind is the battleground. There's no question about it. What you're hearing, what you're listening to does make a difference because you just absorb it. It just naturally goes in. Your gates are your eyes. It's your ears. It's those things, praise God. That's why the Bible tells you to guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of that heart flows the issues of life. And you want the issues and the life to come out of the inside of you, so you've got to guard it. All right, right. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 13. It says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we do what? So here we go. They're prophesying the Holy Ghost is coming, the Holy Ghost is coming, the Holy Ghost is coming. We get born again in the kingdom of God, and the Holy Ghost comes. And now, I wonder how that Holy Ghost is going to work. Let me tell you how he's going to work. He's going to believe, and then he's going to speak. So, since he's the same spirit that's in me in order to cooperate with the Holy Ghost, that means I need to believe and I need to speak. And notice what you need to speak, as it is written. We having the same spirit according as it is written, not according to what Aunt Matilda told you, not according to what guy didn't even know any revelation told you, but what as is written belongs to you every single word of it. So, spiritually, what am I going to do? I'm going to grab that, believe that, and I'm going to start talking it. I'm going to start re-prophesying the prophecy. I'm going to speak it out. And what's that doing? It's releasing that river on the inside of me to change situation, to change circumstances, to deal with this, to deal with that. Things around you are changing. You don't even know they're changing, but they're changing. And all at once, this happens. All at once, you get a raise. Say, my God, you get a raise. All at once, you get honored for being the teacher of the, what is it? Extinguished minority teacher. All at once, there it is. He wasn't believing for that. He's just trying to press into God and, and do a little bit better on things. Almost, all bang, there it is out of nowhere, praise God. All once there, it happens. Why is that? Because you're walking in a different realm. You're walking in a different place. The Spirit of God is orchestrating things, doing it. That's better than saying, I'm never going to mount anything. The world's falling apart. This is ridiculous. I just don't think it's ever going to work out. How I many you know when you're doing that, you're looking for other people doing the same thing? And thank God out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now you're establishing the wrong thing, see? So we've got to keep our mouth in line. We've got to keep our heart in line. We've got to stay on these because that's the way the spirit of faith works. Go to Romans chapter 10. It is okay to be ignorant about some things in the world. You know, things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in the natural. People all the time say, what do you think about this? I don't think about this because I never even heard about it until you just brought it up right now. You know what's going on over here? No, and I don't really care to know what's going on over here. So find somebody that will care about what's going on over here. But did you hear what happened yesterday? No, and I don't want to hear it today either. I listened to it yesterday. Come on, you see what I mean? Everybody's out there. Wanting to... We don't have to do that, see? We've got advice. We've got the truth. We've got the Word, and we want to stay on the Word. All right, Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks. How many you are the righteousness of God in Christ? Yes. So the righteousness of, of faith on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall descend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? What does the righteousness of God of faith, how does He speak? The Word is near thee, even in your heart mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach so no i got a problem what do i want to do i want to raise jesus from the dead jesus come up from the dead please help me in this or i want to look up to heaven when i get to heaven I will be like god come down from heaven and help me he says you don't need a god coming down from heaven you don't need jesus raised from the dead at the end what you need is already in your mouth and it's in your heart and if you'll just speak that as a righteousness of god in christ in line with him that keeps you in line with him because that's the way god operates this is the way he operates I mean, he walked out into a dark world and he did not say, it's so dark out here. (laughs) No, he said, let there be, and you know what happened? The spirit of God went to work, praise God, there it went. See, so you cannot continually agree with your position and your circumstances and think you're going to come out of them. You're just reinforcing them, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. When we got in the ministry, money-wise, we were here. Nothing. But God had promised me that sooner or later I was going to get here. And then a little bit later, hopefully here. And a little bit later, hopefully here. And then here. So I was just planning on going here rather than complaining about here. Now, I could have got up before the congregation. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just come up with some beautiful coffee cups. And my picture will be on those coffee cups. And for the easy price of $20 a piece, you can get a coffee cup in the back. Two for 30 just today only. And we're going to collect a bunch of money so that we can pay our rent. Now, I had a better word than coffee cups. Amen. I had a better word than try to conjure people, money out of people, praise God. I got a God, and if his word ain't going to work, I need to find out about it right when I start in the ministry. I don't want to wait like I in deep. So I had to find out day one, where this is this going to work or isn't it going to work? Is God's word true or isn't it true? Is the Holy Ghost going to do what the word of God says or isn't he going to do? And I had to make up my mind right then. And all at once, little by little, there it was. A breakthrough here and a breakthrough there and a breakthrough here. And pretty soon you forget about breakthroughs. You just keep doing what you're doing. And breakthroughs just keep coming behind you all over the place, praise yes. God. And things start happening in your life. Why is that? All you do is put the word in your heart. Whether it's a prophetic word to you, whether it's something spoken by a prophet, whether it's something out of this Bible, whatever it is, whether Jesus Christ himself spoken, you put it in, praise God. He sent his word and healed me, and he delivered me from all destruction. What are you? I'm healed and delivered. Amen. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty healed, and I'm feeling darn Full of, away from destruction praise God that's just where I'm at today do you have the joy I got the joy of the Lord that no man can take from me this joy I have the world didn't give it to me that's right now this joy I have the world didn't give it to me no 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 this joy I have the world didn't give it to me so if the world didn't give it then the world can't take it away so what we're we gonna do we're gonna walk into that God gave me a word I got the joy I've got the joy what if I don't feel like it I still got the joy what if I wake up I got the joy you don't look like you have the joy. It never said I'd look like it. Exactly. And if you stick around just a little bit longer, I'm going to look like I got what I'm... God. Come on, why is that? Because you're putting it out there, praise yes. God. All right, one more. Go to Romans chapter 15. People say, well, I don't know whether I'm believing or not. I don't know. How do you know when you're believing or not? All the things going on in the world, and the prophets have spoke this, and, and I'm trying to believe it. I'm trying to think I'm believing it, but then I'm not believing it. I don't really tell the difference. Well, he gives you a thermo, thermostat here. Romans chapter 15, look at verse 13. Now the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the, now notice, may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace. Now look, where is joy and peace? In believing. Look at it. Now the fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Am I joyous? Am I at peace? I'm believing. Am I worried? Do I have no joy? I'm in unbelief. I better get back over on the word and get back into believing. See? Now the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of who? So my joy, even though I don't feel like it's there, is going to be reinstated to me through the Holy Ghost. See, and I'm not worried and I'm not fearful and I don't care what's going on around and I don't care what's happening. Why? Because I've got a word and I'm staying on that word and I'm in, I am got peace. Peace in the midst of a storm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, if you could bottle peace right now and sell it, you would be a trillionaire in two hours. You know that? Here's a bottle of peace. Drink this, you'll be in peace forever. $2,000. Give me one. Give me two. You'd be a millionaire. But notice... He already says you have the peace that passes all understanding. Yes, okay. He already says you have the joy. He already says that you're healed. He already said you're raised and seated in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and have been. He already, already says that you're a conqueror. Yes. Undefeated. Yes. Come on. Yes. You're undefeated, praise yes. God. You win every battle. Why? Because he's already given you the victory on the thing. So I'm going to continue to put that word in my mouth. I'm going to put it in my heart. And I'm going to stay on the word. And I've got to protect this right here, this darn noggin right here. I want to talk to people who are upbeat and are believing God and are saying things, and I will walk in that. Could you imagine an entire church that's walking that way? When you can walk in and you don't have to worry about being pulled down. When if you go in there, the only problem is even if you're up, they're going to take you upper. I came in hot this morning, but I'm more upper than I was when I came, praise God. Glory to God. Floor number seven, let me push floor number eight. Here we go, praise God. And you run into happy people. I've been to some churches, my God. Dear Lord, you must have been selling lemons or something in the back before people came in. Why is it? It shouldn't be that way for us. We should be an example of joy and peace in the midst of whatever is going on in the world or in your life because we got a word. We got a word. We got a prophetic word. We got the word of God and we can stand on that word and believe that word because that word belongs to each and every one of us. That's why God wrote this book so that we would have it, praise God, and we would know what to do, glory to God. So don't despair. The time we're living, don't get discouraged in the time we're living in. Praise God, we're winning every single day. Glory Amen. to God! And a matter of fact, we've already won. already won already over it. We're just going to believe God. If God said, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. If God said, I'm healed, I'm healed. If God says, I'm anointed. If God says, I flow into gifts, then I'm flowing into gifts. Praise God. If He says they're available to me, then that's what I'm doing. Praise God, I'm gonna start flowing in those gifts. But the choice, notice, is up to you let it be done unto me according to thy word or somebody else's word. And somebody else's word is usually not very good. It's got to be our word, praise God, and his word. Hallelujah. All right, jump up this morning.
0: Hallelujah. I'm going to get here until 1130. Go ahead and sit down a second. <clears> have <throat> something to share. Because um, I was writing something I thought God wanted me to share. And then when I got here, he said, I, I, went, I went to, he said, no. And then everything he shared <laughs> led into this. Oh, God is so good. <clears throat> All right. This is a prophetic word. This guy has just been very accurate. He prophesied Amy would be in Spring Court two and a half years ago. Prophesied Judge Kavanaugh way beforehand. And uh, on February 27th, he had a vision where he saw a justice scale come down into the center of America. On each side was a sea. The Lord said, "This nation is at a crossroads and is weighing in the balance." A choice will be made between two roads that will forever change the course of this nation. <coughs> One seed turned into the word communism. The Lord said, there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end of the way is death. Then the other seed turned in the word capitalism. The Lord says, she considers a field and buys it. <coughs> With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arm strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out by night. Suddenly in the middle of this it's a cross that came down the middle of the US. Another sea appeared. <clears throat> it illuminated into the word church. The Lord said, "My church must arise in this hour." Decree. Now that remember this is a uh, February 27th, decree the word of the Lord to tip the scales of freedom and liberty. She must open her mouth, judge righteously, defend the poor, the rights of the poor. She must arise and tip the scales and break the spirit of communism that seeks to destroy the land of this nation under my hand. For you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light will shine upon the righteous way. That was February 27th. September 26th, the Lord told him, The greatest battle of the heart of America will not be fought in the ballot box during the election, but will happen in the Supreme Court. September 26th. October 27th. 22nd. Go devil in Jesus' name, <laughs> October twenty-second. The Lord said, "Watch Pennsylvania, watch and see what I will do." I say to the intercessors, "Stand as watchers and as pillars of the state and pray, Pennsylvania, through in the pray Pennsylvania through in the election, for it will be the key that opens the floodgate for the nation to be delivered from destruction." For America hangs in the balance, and I placed upon the shoulders of this state the key to victory that will close the door to the enemy that seeks to destroy the land of the liberty. And he said, we must believe the word of the Lord. Decree, stand, the church needs to rise. In this hour, do not quit praying until Inauguration Day. Okay, one close, Let's go ahead and just agree together. Yes. <clears throat> Father, we said decree a thing, decree a thing, and it shall be, Lord. And I've seen you stop the rain maybe a hundred times instantly in front of non-believers, just because of standing. I believe whoever would have stood just in the nerve of those people. So right now we stand and speak boldly to the enemy to take your hands off this nation, and we decree Donald Trump will come forth, and that all corruption will be exposed and the election booths, and what's going on. In Jesus' name, and we praise you and thank you. Help us shut the news off and just believe you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're dismissed.